0: Some say that alongside this see-it-to-believe-it world is the shadowy realm of the supernatural. Sometimes the residents of that dimension touch us, and in one moment, our lives are changed forever. America's lady of supernatural thrillers, Mary Ann Pohl, is your real Ghost Chatter host. On this podcast, you'll hear stories by real people who have seen real ghosts. Once in a while, Marianne will podcast a tale taken from the genre she loves best, The Supernatural. Welcome to today's Real Ghost Chatter episode. I'm Marianne Paul, America's Lady of Supernatural Thrillers, and a charter member of a wonderful group of authors, Author Masterminds. If you'd like to know more about me or my books, visit my website at www.maryannepaul.com. You can find out more about Author Masterminds at www.authormasterminds.com. Today, I'm going to report on some hauntings I find interesting. And of course, as you know, I find most hauntings interesting. So... The first is the baker hotel in mineral wells texas before i start i'm just gonna ask you to note that the baker hotel is currently in renovation thanks to a 65 million dollar project the baker hotel is being restored and is projected to open by the end of 2022. the baker hotel in mineral wells located about 50 miles west of fort worth towers over that little town the 14-story baker hotel was once the crowning glory of that place Host to the rich and famous and anyone hoping to benefit from the local healing waters. Now it's a fascinating abandoned hotel in Texas. T.D. Baker built the Baker Hotel in 1929 and opened its doors only two weeks after completion. The Baker Hotel had a lavish pool and spa filled with mineral rich water which drew all the famous and sick people to its doors. The hotel went bankrupt in 1932 due to the stock market crash but new owners bought it, keeping it alive for a few more years. It then changed hands again during World War II and became a military dependence quarters from 1941 till 1944. The doors opened as a hotel in 1963, but interest in the health spa waned with advances in modern medicine. It closed in 1972 and has remained so until this day. Helen Keller, Clark Gable, Judy Garland, Even the infamous Bonnie and Clyde stayed at the Baker in its heyday. Back then, this 450-room hotel was the height of luxury. There was a fancy spa, magnificent ballrooms, a bowling alley, a gymnasium, and the first hotel swimming pool in Texas. As for the paranormal, there are supposedly dozens of spirits who chose to stick around the Baker Hotel. Some of them may have passed away while waiting to be cured by the healing waters. Some people even claim that the ghosts of Bonnie and Clyde still occupy one of the rooms, having a great time spending their stolen money. The most famous ghost story is the haunting of T.D. Baker himself and his mistress. T.D. Baker supposedly haunts the Baker suite on floor 11. Baker is said to have died in his suite, leaving him to walk the halls of his masterpiece endlessly. Tour guides always knock on doors of the Baker's suite to not anger TD by them entering. Witnesses have claimed the entire length floor smells of cigar smoke, matching the habit of the late TD Baker. Whenever a tour enters his suite, small items often disappear from the guests' handbags or pockets. The tour guides will find them lying on the floor of Baker's rooms hours later when it is time to close up for the night. Baker is believed to have kept his mistress on the seventh floor. Some say the affair became too much. She decided to take her own life and jumped from the window of the seventh floor to her death. The reason for her suicide is unknown, but she is now a permanent guest of the Baker Hotel. Countless patrons have spotted her. Her red hair, piercing green eyes, and lavender perfume are unmistakable. She was first seen in the 1950s by a hotel worker. Later, a hotel maid found broken glass scattered all over a room on the seventh floor, stained with the same red lipstick the mistress wore. The mistress will roam to different floors if she gets restless. Tour guides will hear the sounds of her high heels walking all around the first floor. She is a flirtatious ghost who will touch and poke male tourists that she fancies. Mistress Baker is one of the most active spirits in the hotel next to Baker himself. The most gruesome spirit of the baker is a bellhop. This poor young worker was chopped in half in an elevator accident in the 1950s. His apparition is only the top half of his body. Historical records have confirmed the death of the young elevator attendant, matching the description of the ghost seen haunting the hotel. There is another young boy who walks the halls. He passed around 1933 from leukemia while seeking treatment from the mineral springs. A shaggy dog often accompanies him. He is one of a few spirits who has made an effort to communicate with local mediums asking for help. Most of the spirits who haunt the Baker Hotel do not want help. One medium claimed that the Baker might seem like a hotel full of tortured souls, but is the exact opposite. Many of these spirits returned or stayed because of the great peace and relaxation they found while staying at the Baker Hotel. This hotel has all the markings of a fantastic haunted destination when it reopens in 2022. What do you think? Are you going to schedule your trip? The second one I want to talk about today is the Jefferson hotel in Jefferson, Texas. As an aside, I want you to know that Jefferson, Texas is one of my favorite locations. I really love the town and actually my fourth book Dullahan was based around the swamp. That's close to Jefferson, Texas. Near the banks of Caddo Lake, a.k.a. the Big Cypress Swamp, is Jefferson, Texas. Jefferson is only a few miles from the Louisiana border. The entire town of Jefferson seems to be rife with paranormal activity. Purportedly haunted are the Grove, the Excelsior Hotel, and the Oakwood Cemetery, to name a few. But one of the particular supernatural hotspots is the Jefferson Hotel. It is not only one of the most haunted hotels in Texas, it may well be one of the most haunted hotels in America. The Jefferson has offered lavish hospitality for over a hundred years, and its quaint early Victorian structure has stood for 50 or more. In the 1850s, Jefferson was one of the most developed cities in Texas, second only to Galveston, thanks to the newly chartered steamboat routes along the bayou. For traders working along the Mississippi and its tributaries, Jefferson was the go-to destination. The goods could reach this westernmost port without being transferred from vessel to rail. The building, now known as the Jefferson Hotel, was built in 1851 as a warehouse to support the exploding cotton industry. No one knows for sure, but the Jefferson Hotel opened its doors as a hospitality center somewhere between early as 1870 or as late as 1900. Once opened, it also dipped its toes into a business every bit as lucrative as cotton, especially on its ill-famed second floor. To this day, a long veranda encircles that floor where the hotel's good-time girls once advertised their wares. During the Prohibition era, the Jefferson Hotel became a roaring night spot and speakeasy under the name The Crystal Palace. The hotel's ballroom, maintained with period furnishings, has borne witness to many an evening of tipsy risk-takers gambling with their fortunes and couples dancing the night away to lively ragtime piano. The property's many ages and ownership changes have left subtle marks beneath the preserved period decor. Handwritten records overflow with guest sightings of at least five separate entities from beyond. Ghosts at the Jefferson are said to be mean or have a mischievous streak, as they are known to throw things at the guests and even lock them in their rooms. Following are a few interesting paranormal events reported through the years. The first one is the Book of the Dead. Staff kept a, quote, Book of the Dead, unquote, behind the front desk during its latter years of operation. Guests were encouraged to write down the details of any supernatural contact. The brave and curious were even permitted to check volumes of the book out for bedtime reading. Following are some of the most reported encounters with the supernatural, first one being the mill children. While there are many reported specters of the Jefferson Hotel, some of the most commonly cited are a pair of children of about seven years old, a boy in knee-high length breeches and a girl in a pinafore, believed to be casualties of the building's day as a cotton warehouse. Still despite their laborious lives and untimely deaths, they are now some of the hotel's most high-spirited inhabitants, often heard laughing and chasing each other through the halls. Hold on to your keys and valuables in the vicinity of the Jefferson Hotel. The male children love to play with small objects and pull pranks on guests, moving possessions around and turning lights on and off. Then there's the vanishing man. Little is known or even suspected about who this man might be, but numerous reports have described a tall male figure in a long coat and high boots who comes and goes as he pleases. Though he makes no threatening moves, some guests have found him unsettlingly persistent sitting or standing in their rooms throughout the night whoever he is he's the hotel's most solid and hard to miss apparition some guests have even reported following him down a hall thinking him to be another living guest only to watch him vanish as he turns into one of the rooms and there's judy's mirror Room 19 is a particularly volatile hotspot of paranormal activity attributed to the anguished spirit of a teenage girl. Though records of the hotel's history as a bordello are understandably spotty, the girl may have been a prostitute stabbed by a client and left to die slowly in the room's bathtub. She now appears in the mists of hot showers and leaves messages on room 19's bathroom mirror. Sometimes the words seem to be warnings, other times pleas for help. People report seeing the name Judy among her scribbles, but it's unclear whether she's introducing herself or calling out to some long gone friend or coworker for aid. Finally, there's this Libby in white. This beautiful young woman appears most often to male guests traveling alone. Guests recognize her by her bridal gown, golden hair, and feet that never touch the ground. Though seen all over the property, Libby mainly seems to haunt a specific bed rather than a location, following it around through multiple remodels. Experts and staff members disagree on this spirit's exact identity. However, the most likely suspects are an Elizabeth and a Lydia, who stayed in the hotel almost 50 years apart. Both were women jilted on their wedding days. Both were likely pregnant at the time, and both subsequently hung themselves. From the bed's unusually tall headboard libby and the bed have inhabited rooms 12 and 14 and even room 19 at different times one can only hope that she and judy have found some post-mortem comfort in each other's company whatever both their actual names may be other reports of paranormal activity include knocking on the walls in the middle of the night footsteps running down the hall disembodied voices and strange shadows if you cannot find a room at this extremely haunted, by all accounts anyway, location, I suggest trying the Excelsior. It too is haunted. No matter where you end up in Jefferson, enjoy the history of this small Texas town. If you enjoyed this podcast, I encourage you to share it with others you think would also be interested. If you'd like to know more about me, go to maryannpoll.com and or authormasterminds.com dot com forward slash m-a-r-y dash a-n-n dash p-o-l-l until next time may the wind always be at your back the sun on your face and the good lord walk beside you